Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I'm your host, Amber, and today I am super excited because I am joined by wonderful dating and love coach, Emily Freeman. Emily spends her time helping men find their way into their heart center and really understand the authentic journey and connection to finding that mate, that partner that they truly desire to connect with. But first, she helps them get to the root of who they are by understanding what it means to authentically connect with self and then get out there into the world and find that perfect match. And she's been wildly successful at doing this. She has so many tools and practices and ways to get to know each of her clients and each of her groups so that she can empower them along the way. And we're going to get to talk with her. And you may wonder, well, what does that have to do with our theme of gratitude? But wait till you hear from her because she can tell you all about that. So Emily, thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. We have had a number of opportunities to talk about the wonderful work that you do. Thank you. And how it aligns with being a heart leader. Mm -hmm. Because not only are you a heart leader in what who you are just as a being, but then you're out there and you're sparking the hearts of all of these men that you coach. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to talk about what you do first, like not who you are, because who you are is just this amazing spark of light. Thank you. But what you do out there helping these men really understand the dating process yeah, and how sometimes they get in their own way in that. Mm-hmm. So can you share with our community what that is and what it looks like? Well, first off, thank you so much for saying all of that. I'm so deeply honored to be here and excited to share this space with you. When it comes to dating, what I've noticed is that a lot of men are confused about not only how to relate to women in the dating process, but how to relate to themselves. And a lot of this comes from the way that we are raised in our society and especially men. They're not taught to get in touch with who they truly are and what they really want because a lot of what happens is through discomfort we learn about ourselves. And when we've shied away from seeing or evaluating or feeling any of that discomfort, then we actually get disconnected from who we are. And so what happens is that men enter the dating world and they're not sure how to truly feel confident around women or to relate to women because they haven't been taught to. And so what they do is they tend to look for quick fixes, right? There's a lot of quick fixes out there because it can be really vulnerable and put you in a kind of a scary place to say, I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) right? Like, I don't know what's going on and I'm feeling worried or I'm feeling anxious and I am fearful of rejection and I'm scared of feeling like I don't belong. And so a lot of the times, especially with men, because of the way our society raises men and what they've been taught through generations, they don't actually want to admit to any of those things. It feels really vulnerable and really uncomfortable. But that is truly where our strength 
in lies, right? That's where you build strength. That's how you become a great leader and a leader of the masculine as well, too, is to be able to sit with yourself in those shadow parts of yourselves and the parts of yourselves where you're going, "Mm, I don't feel inadequate or I don't feel adequate. Why? Why do I feel inadequate here? And so what happens is instead of doing that work, instead of really like just digging your heels in and going, I'm going to learn about myself. We like to immediately go to, I'm just going to do something. So I don't have to look at that. And hopefully it'll just get me the results that I want. But what happens is it doesn't. And so I work with a lot of men who have been in relationships, have been in long-term relationships, marriages, some that have not, but a lot of the men that I work with, it's not that they aren't able to attract women. They aren't attracting women. They can actually build something meaningful with. That's something that's emotionally available from each side because they haven't truly been emotionally available for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so when they enter relationships, right, we're disconnected from each other. And so when someone or when a man steps into one of my containers, the first thing we do is identify what are the thoughts, what are the beliefs creating this reality, right? We have to go inside and understand the inner workings because our thoughts create our reality. So, you know, you are fearful of being rejected. You are trying to achieve love because of the thoughts that you have. And then of course, because of subconscious programming as well too. So we dive into that, why your attachment behaviors look the way they look, what it means and where they come from. So that way you're able to transcend them and truly connect with somebody. Because what happens is when you start the dating process from an inauthentic place where you're using lines or tactics or even holding back or actually oversharing, oversharing is actually a form of inauthenticity because usually a lot of men will overshare because they are worried that if they share later, they'll be rejected later. So they believe that those parts of themselves are going to be rejected one way or another. And so it's actually a form of self-sabotage where you're opening yourself up to somebody that you actually haven't built trust with. You don't know that she's a safe space yet. And so what's really, really important is to start the dating process from an authentic place and a more whole place, right? We're always works in progress. We're never a completed, like, well, we're not projects in the first place, but we're never completed. That's the beauty of life and relationships as well, too. They will act as mirrors. So you learn different, you learn about yourself on an even deeper level once you start dating and once you're in relationship, if you allow yourself. But that goes back to where it all started is you have to be willing to be with that uncomfortable And what's stronger than being able to be with those uncomfortable emotions to not try to distract or run from it, but instead have gratitude for them because they're there to teach you something. This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. So the way that I work with men is really looking at the internal work and what do we need to do to kind of clean out the pipes to like let everything, all the gunk out, right? To also identify it and to embrace it, not necessarily to reject it either, but to find acceptance for 
those thoughts to then be able to change them, reframe them, and be able to step into a new, more confident version of themselves. So of course, pieces of this are also understanding women, understanding attachment and how we have different attachment patterns, what that means, how to emotionally regulate, of course, how to communicate effectively. Most people and men are not taught how to communicate and especially how to relate to women. And part of that is understanding the masculine and the feminine energies and understanding how to balance both of them within themselves as well too. So understanding their own relationship to the masculine and to the feminine and what that means about themselves and how to step into the masculine energy to be able to lead the process, to be that leader, and to also be able to embrace the feminine within themselves and within their partner. Because that's what creates a lot of friction as well, too, where we don't understand each other. So we get into a lot. We dive into it all. And, you know, of course, there's levels of dating profiles and helping them set up a dating profile that's truly going to be attractive to the woman that they're interested in, right? It's one thing to attract a whole bunch of women, or it's one thing to attract fewer women who you're also not interested in versus actually attracting women who you're going to be compatible with, who are going to want to share in your values and your interests and your heart space as well, too. So it sounds like a very robust program and you have, I know, coaching components and class mm-hmm. components. So there's multiple levels that individuals can really dive into based yeah. on their comfort level mm-hmm. and where they're starting. And you had mentioned working with married men and others. So it's not only about attracting, mm-hmm. it's also about maintaining, it sounds Correct. like. Correct. Well, I don't work with married men. I work with a lot of men who've been in marriages, okay. who are coming out of divorces. But absolutely, I work with men who sometimes have met a woman and aren't sure how to truly connect with her, or how to qualify her, right? A lot of men don't trust themselves to choose correctly because they've chosen somebody who deeply hurt them or betrayed them in the past. And so I help them better trust themselves and how to qualify women and to understand why they might be chasing unavailability. So yeah, I I mean, I have clients who come in and, and work with me for 12 weeks and We do really, I always do really accelerated work. (laughs) I get to the root pretty fast. So changes happen pretty quickly. But I also have clients who then continue to stay with me as they get into relationships or throughout the dating process who really identify and see that this is lifelong work. So yeah, it's really great. You know the question on everybody's mind. Are you the real life hitch? (laughs) I get that a lot. I don't have earpieces. So if my, if my clients had earpieces, I think that would be a whole different level of care and that I would, another level of coaching. But yeah, I would say there's a little bit of that for sure. Like don't send her flowers yet. Don't do this yet. Let's talk about why you want to do that, right? So I would say my coaching style is a combination of both coaching, which is really helping some guide somebody to their own truth and their own answers and consulting. So I'm like, stop. Or yes, do that. Or, oh my gosh, not yet. Or what's coming up for you right now? Why do you want to text her? Is this a need for affirmation or is this a natural desire for connection right now? And that's amazing because every guy friend I had after they watched that movie said, I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. And so here you are. Yeah, I guess I need a jet ski, right? He goes on yeah, a jet ski exactly. in the <laughs> <laughs> What not to do? Yeah. 
You mentioned women. Do you work with men who maybe don't choose women as a partner? I have not gotten into that market yet. I do get approached. You know, I don't have a deep knowledge of the LGBTQ dating dynamics. So for me, that's not somewhere that I necessarily feel like I might be the best match for somebody. And I always want to be in integrity for that. But I am happy to work with anybody on understanding their limiting beliefs, their subconscious programming, creating confidence and understanding why they might be attracting unavailability or why they're attracted to it. But when it comes to the actual dating dynamics, that is not a place where I feel like I have as much knowledge, experience, and expertise in. Okay. Well, there you are being your authentic self, which is leading by example, right? Yes, absolutely. Now, I promised that we would talk about gratitude, right? Right. And because that is our theme for the month. Yes. How does any of this have anything to do with gratitude? Sure, sure. Well, what I always tell the men in my programs is to be grateful for every single experience in dating, in life, because it's leading them to that person that they're meant to be with. And I truly believe this. I've experienced it in my own life, that there is something to be learned in your dating experiences. If you continue to have the same dating experiences again and again, you go on a few dates and a woman says she doesn't feel a romantic interest you end up in an emotionally unavailable relationship. There is something that you are meant to learn from this experience. That's why it keeps happening. You haven't healed something within yourself. And so we need to identify what that is so you can heal it to be able to move on and to create new dynamics in your dating and love life. And so if you can, instead of feel disheartened, which it's okay to feel disheartened, right? It's okay to be disappointed by certain experiences and to feel the loss and to feel the sense of, grief of not having what it is that you thought you wanted in that moment, but it's also so important to have gratitude for it because without those moments, you're not going to necessarily learn what it is that you're meant to or heal what it is that you're meant to in order to get to the woman of your dreams or the the man of your dreams, right? If you're a woman listening. And so by having gratitude for each one of those experiences, you are able to not only stay in light in your dating life and stay an energetic match for somebody else who is also growing and learning because it is so much easier for all of us to blame external circumstances for why things are happening. We are all our own common denominator. And that's not to say that you should blame yourself. Blame is not a productive feeling that creates more shame, which actually doesn't help the situation. You know, I see a lot of men and people who want to shame themselves because they think it'll motivate them to change in the future. Like, oh, if I make myself feel so bad right now, I will change in the future. But it actually does the opposite because it reduces your self-esteem. And when you don't feel good about yourself, you don't care how you show up. Like, screw it. I'm just going to act however I want to act. And then you don't actually honor yourself in the process. So by instead having gratitude, you're able to take ownership for what you can do to heal from that experience and to stay in alignment with what it is that you desire. And so it allows you then to get back out there quicker, to have more fun in dating, to relate to more people, to just see that you are meant to be put on this earth. I mean, I met amazing men when I was dating, like awesome guys, people who have become friends, who I got just amazing guidance from, like they were all meant to come into my life for a reason. And by seeing that and to looking at that and understanding that and staying so grounded in that belief. And I was able to get to where I am today. And so, 
you know, a lot of people ask me how I always stay so positive or, you know, it's not that love has been easy for me to find in life. I definitely had a lot of growing and learning to do because I had so much love to give, but I didn't know who to give it to. And so by always having gratitude for every single experience that I had and even experiencing love that then didn't, I remember I had a friend, she goes, I went through a breakup when I was younger and she goes, Emily, you realize the love that you shared and the partnership you shared, a lot of people would actually kill to even just experience that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true. And so it's so important to look at just because something doesn't work out the way that you think it will, or just because you hear a no, that it's not necessarily something to shut down around, like stay open. I don't know anyone listening. If you've read Untethered Soul, I love that book. And it talks about keeping your heart open and just every single time, just that you want to close it, just doing everything you can to keep it open. And what better way to keep it open than gratitude? I love that. Yeah. Just hearing what you said makes me think of that Ariana Grande song. Thank you. Like, I <laughs> thank know, you next. <laughs> yeah, thank you next. Like, I know it's just like this pop song, but the yeah. meaning when I heard that, and I don't listen to sure. that music as much as maybe some people do, but that song came on the radio, and I'm like, what an adult level song, yeah, to be in this tone because yeah. it really speaks to it. Like, it's true. Yes, there's so much we learn from every relationship. Yeah. And we don't need to bash our exes, Mm -hmm. but that's almost something that's so pre-programmed, right? We get together from both sides, Mm -hmm. masculine, feminine, it doesn't matter. Sure. And it's almost like part of that healing process. Oh, we have to point out every awful thing about them. Yeah. But we don't. Right. What if instead of bashing them, we give gratitude for every gift Mm. they gave us Mm -hmm. and every beautiful experience they brought into our life and every opportunity to learn that they gave us? And then that's how we got closure. Yeah. Yeah. And what an amazing gift. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. I love that. And, you know, a lot of the times when we feel rejected, it feels easier to reject somebody else back, right? And to, like I said, look at the external instead of going internal, like, ooh, why did that hurt? Like, why did that person, why did that feel so uncomfortable for me to be rejected by this person? Or what stories am I now solidifying about myself because of this rejection? Because we ultimately fear rejection because it's solidifying limiting beliefs and thoughts and fears that we already have within us. And so when you're able to recognize you choose your thoughts and that doesn't need to be your reality, then you don't need to reject somebody else to feel better about yourself. You're able to find acceptance and love for your imperfections as well too and gratitude for them because they're ultimately going to get you to the person who is also grateful that you've been through those things and that you have those pieces of yourself. So, yeah. 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 And one thing I've noticed about you is how well you hold eye contact. Oh, thank you. How important do you feel that is? Oh my gosh, so important. Yes, extremely important. Eye contact, especially in a dating setting, it's a form of intimacy, right? Like it is showing someone that you're capable of actually sharing in an intimate moment, right? It doesn't have to be romantic. You and I are having eye contact now and it doesn't mean we're on a date. No, Um, even though there's like flowers on the table and everything, (laughs) but you know, when you're able to hold eye contact with somebody, it shows that you're secure connecting 
and connecting with yourself as well too, right? We're, we're all mirrors for each other. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why like my group coaching is so powerful is everyone in that group acts as mirrors for the person sharing. And it actually becomes practice for dating because you're going to have things reflected back to you that it's going to be important for you to understand how to not feel rejected or criticized by somebody giving you a certain level of feedback or telling you their own truth and instead being able to receive it and to validate their truth and then decide what your truth is too. But back to eye contact. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was just thinking, you know, like eye contact is so much we, and when we're able to deeply see ourselves, we can see other people. And if we don't want to look at ourselves, if we don't want to embrace all of us, then it's really hard to embrace another person. And that eye contact is a big piece of that. So, yeah. Well, thank you for yes answering that. Of course. That gets to understanding, like, are there things that you've seen so many different dating approaches and things that we do just mm-hmm. as humans across the board? hmm are there like certain things that seem to be repetitive that we all step in that <laughs> we're like, oh, maybe like yeah. this is just a high level. If we all just kind of had this memo, yes, we could improve across the board. Are there any of those that you could share with our sure. community? Sure. I think, you know, one of the biggest things I see is internal and external pacing issues. So a lot of the times we focus on the external pacing of dating, right? Okay, I'm going to see her once every single week, and I'm going to make sure I'm not texting her all day long, but I'm staying in consistent communication. I am going to not tell her that I love her within two weeks, right? So there's that external pacing, but there's the internal pacing that not a lot of people talk about, the stories that you're creating about that person, how far ahead you're planning in the future of what your life could look like with him or her, feeling anxious, like you're already going to be rejected, focusing on what you don't want to happen instead of focusing on creating the connection. All of these internal pacing, like the pieces of those internal pacing creates your energy. And especially in dating, both men and women are very in tune with energies from each other. And energy can also be very misconstrued as well too. And so what, instead of it looking like, oh, you're excited to meet someone that you are feeling connected with, right? That person doesn't necessarily know that they're the special one. He or she may think that you're like that with everybody. And if you're honest with yourself, you are like that with anybody that you feel that attraction towards. And sometimes that attraction, that feeling of spark is attraction. And sometimes it's actually your wounding being triggered by somebody's level of unavailability. And so it's really important to manage that internal pacing so that way you're actually able to look at things from more objectively, look at things as a more in a more holistic view instead of already getting five steps ahead of yourself in the dating process. Even if you're not calling her every day or seeing her every day, you are still getting ahead of yourself internally that you're then able to step into the present moment in dating and be present instead of potentially ignoring red flags because you already have this vision of your future together or not asking for your needs to truly be met in the moment because you already feel so invested and that level of rejection would feel so intense even if you've only known this person for a short while. You know, when we fear rejection from someone like that deep core fear of rejection, it's, I love the term my coach always taught me was what's hysterical, it's historical. 
And so if you feel that like sense of, oh my God, this person, it's not necessarily that it's a sign that they're your soulmate, right? I mean, I do believe in soulmates. I believe in multiple soulmates, right? We have people to meet our souls in this lifetime and on the planet, but that feeling can actually be that that person reminds you of someone or something from your life that you still need healing from. And so you're hoping to recreate that story and ultimately prove yourself or get the love that you never felt from the previous person through somebody new. And that's where that really intense feeling comes. So yeah, I would say the internal and external pacing for sure. That's incredible. And that's something that you can help with as long as an individual is transparent and authentic with you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And so one of the big themes from what I hear from you is like, you have to be authentic with yourself so that you can be authentic with everyone else. Absolutely. Can you walk us through kind of a structure of a program that an average, say a CEO would come in and say, okay, I've had it. I don't have time for this. Yeah. (laughs) I've attempted the dating programs and nothing is working. Right. I'm caught in my own flow. Emily, help me. Absolutely. So when somebody comes to me feeling disheartened in the dating process, when they feel like everything they're doing isn't working, I first want to look at what is the dating history, right? What has been happening? So that way we can identify if there's certain consistencies in what's happening, whether it's the women they're choosing or the way that they're showing up in dating or certain women are triggering certain things within him. Then I want to look at what are the limiting beliefs, these universal truths that you've decided on, right? Because we decide what is actually true to us. Just because you think it doesn't make it true. It's like one of those big moments where you hear something like that changes your life once you realize you get to choose your thoughts. And so what we get to do is uncover what are your universal truths or the limiting beliefs that are actually holding you back from getting what it is that you want. Because these are like what we, our dogma that we live by. And so when you show up a certain way in your life, it's because you have certain thoughts. So we first look at those and we start reframing them. From there, I usually help them understand, okay, what attachment patterns might be happening, how to understand what that means, where that comes from, really identify where these stories come from and how they all interact together. You know, I work with men who are both actively dating, maybe have already met somebody or are trying to put themselves out there differently. So of course we talk about how to meet women, right? Where the type of woman that they're looking for exists, where she hangs out, what does she like to do in her spare time? And we go through the process of identifying, okay, where should you go to put yourself out there? Now I love online dating. I think it's great. It allows you to meet so many people you wouldn't otherwise meet. And so I do always, if my client is comfortable, always recommend that they get online. And so we set up a profile. We make sure that it's going to be attractive to the type of woman that they're interested in. I help them understand how to spend less time online and be able to qualify women. So that way the dates they go on do feel more exciting, how to lead up to the date, what to, how to communicate, how much to communicate. And then, you know, of course, if they have any questions about the date as well, too. A lot of what I also teach, like I said, is through the masculine and the feminine energies. So we look at what are the stories that this man has about the masculine? What was he taught 
makes him a man or what was he taught is masculine to him, right? So masculine and feminine energies, for any of you who don't know, it's not actually gender related. We all have both energies within us, but we all tend to be either core masculine or core feminine. And a lot of us, they say, I think it was 80% was the statistic of men are core masculine, 80% of women are core feminine. Now, what happens is the way that our society is shaped right now is a lot of men have not been able to truly integrate and to have a healthy relationship with their own masculine energy. And women are actually much more in their masculine energy, right? You have to be in order to be successful in a lot of businesses. If you're in the corporate world, if you're creating a business, right, that's a lot of the masculine. So the masculine is the analyzing, the doing, the thinking, the leading, the decision-making, whereas the feminine is the intuition, the feeling, the nurturing, the playfulness. That's actually your feminine is where you flirt. So we go through their stories of both the masculine and the feminine do any forgiveness work that they might need to do around the masculine and the feminine as well too, to be fully integrated. Cause you can also have wounded masculine, wounded feminine, right? So the wounded masculine is the aggression. It's anger. It's lashing out. It's being closed off and guarded. The wounded feminine is being, is people pleasing, right? It's the overly emotional, not being able to truly be with yourself and your emotions, wanting to kind of leave your body in those moments. And so we look to see, okay, where might there be imbalances in either one of these? And then based on that and how he wants to show up in his masculine energy, right? I always guide men to understand what does masculine masculinity and masculine energy mean to them, right? I'm not here to define what that means to them. I'm, help, I'm here to help them discover it. So that way they can show up authentically in the dating process in a way that's going to attract a woman that'll be complementary to that. Because the masculine and the feminine or any opposing energies is what creates polarity and attraction. So we talk a lot about how to create polarity, how to create attraction. A lot of that is allowing a woman to settle into her feminine energy, right? To be able to be in that relaxed state so she can feel good in her body. She feels like she wants to connect. And if a man is not showing up in the dating process leading, if he's not creating a safe container for her, then she doesn't feel like she can actually relax into that. And then polarity doesn't happen. So I get a lot of men who are like, wait, I'm this really great guy. I'm generous. I'm driven. I take care of myself. But women keep telling me like, you're a great guy, but. And so we also talk about what it means to maybe be too nice. And, you know, the kind of unspoken contracts that some men make by showing up a certain way and expecting certain behavior from a woman and how that creates resentment and actually takes them out of their masculine energy and into a more wounded place, which doesn't feel empowering to them and doesn't feel safe to a woman. So yeah, we, we go through a lot in the process and it's really catered. You know, my private coaching is, is catered to that person and what's coming up for them in those processes. And then my mastermind is also customized as well too. It's just in a group setting, which is, it's so amazing to see these men come together and to support each other. And to also, like I said, be mirrors for each other and to have a space where they can open up and talk about these things. Cause there's not a lot of availability of that in, in our world and in our society. And so, you know, I find that the group coaching can be, you know, so powerful for somebody who has maybe never experienced being supported in a way like that. And who also can gravitate towards seeing their own reflection in other people's experiences as well, too. So a lot of the times we don't even notice 
what's going on with us until we hear it in somebody else. And then we hear it in somebody else and two things either happen. One is you hear the feedback from me or from somebody else where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I needed to hear that today. Or you know exactly what advice this man needs in your head and you go, wait, why aren't I listening to myself? Yes. Because it's so clear when we see someone else show up in our wounding, it's so hard to see it for ourselves. And that's why coaching is so powerful and why this work just brings me so much gratitude (laughs) to go back to the, yeah, absolutely. And it sounds so different than anything I've heard of before Mm -hmm. in the arena of dating, coaching or support. Mm-hmm. because there's been like, okay, here's growth areas, but never talking about the masculine feminine energies right. and really getting to the root of mm-hmm. what is creating the cycle. Because, you know, there are laws of the universe and you know, cycles is part of that. Mm-hmm. Everything will cycle back to you right. over and over until you've learned what you desire to learn from that. (laughs) And then you move through. It's like the seasons, right? Mm -hmm. And so to get to that point where you're saying, okay, let's consciously be aware of your cycles. Let's consciously observe what you're showing yourself Mm -hmm. until you'd say, okay, I've gained what I desire from that. Mm -hmm. Now I choose consciously something different. Mm -hmm. All of that is speaking to the spirit and not just to a single life experience. Correct. And that opens such a vastness that I think speaks so differently to a lot of other programs. Not that they're bad sure. or not useful or not serving a purpose. It's just different. Absolutely. So it takes it a step further mm-hmm. and dives deeper. Yeah. And I can see why it creates such lasting bonds. Mm-hmm. And whether a relationship flows from it or it doesn't, the relationship with themselves mm, mm-hmm. becomes everlasting. Yeah. And that's really the relationship that matters Absolutely. long-term. Because when you leave here, that's the one that you take with you. Yep. Yep. And even in relationship with another, you're still in relationship with yourself. Yes. A lot of the times too, and, and this is where the balance comes in, is we expect a lot from our partners. We expect a lot in our society now. And I think we're trying to figure it out because- we used to be very disconnected, it seems like, right? I didn't live then. But from what I've heard, you know, we we relied on each other for very different things. And now we are relying on each other for more emotional needs, which is beautiful. And it, there's so much potential for that. But it's also important that you're not taking that one step too far and asking someone else to do the work for you, yes. to hold you when you're actually meant to hold yourself, you know, when you're actually meant to tap into what piece of me is truly hurting right now? Because everything that we experience in relationship for the most part, especially when we're unhealed is a projection. We're not actually meeting that person in the present moment and meeting them for who they are in that moment. We're meeting them for who we think they are. And that's based on our past experiences. So when you're able to understand yourself and when you're able to have that relationship with yourself, you can determine, is this truly them or is this me? Is this something that I need to explore on my own or is this something that I want to include them in? And that's what allows us to still have a sense of independence in in a relationship and have that healthy dynamic between, okay, how much do I rely on this person, right? You can share your experience. 
sharing is much different than relying on somebody, right? Having someone who can hold space for you to just talk about it is very different than going, I feel horrible about this and horrible about that and just laying it all on them to fix it for you or even blaming them, right? A lot of the times we think we're unhappy because of our relationship, but really we're unhappy because we're unhappy. Yes. I've also found, and from my own experience, the attempt to love myself through someone else Mm -hmm. instead of finding that Mm self-love. And again, that's like relying on someone else versus taking it within. So the very first commitment that I made to Austin was I will never place on you that I have to love myself through you. Oh, I love that. That's not your responsibility. My responsibility is that I be strong enough in my own self-love and you are strong enough in your own self-love that we're two holes that just join together like a supernova, right? <laughs> and create a supernova of yes. love because we're so bright together. Yeah. But we're not codependent. We're just light together that light each other up. And it's been an amazing connection because of that. Because neither of us like just dominate the other or feel like my love only exists if you love me Mm. or I'll love you if you do this. It's just love. Yeah. All the time. It's just love. And it just creates a different dynamic. And it sounds like that's what you help these individuals mm-hmm. get to. Yes, absolutely. And it's not always comfortable work, but it's so worth it because on the other side of it is freedom. When you're able to identify and and be able to sit with any uncomfortable emotion, you can do anything. You're not afraid of anything anymore because what we're really afraid of is how something's going to make us feel. And if we know that we can handle whatever comes up, then we can handle anything. And imagine what you could accomplish in your life, in your relationship, in, you know, just the other dynamics around you. If you didn't fear any emotions, if you could handle and actually be grateful for loneliness, for anxiety, for sadness, for embarrassment, for even shame, then imagine what you could do. I mean there would be no fear. Yes. Is there any part of this that helps these individuals begin to understand that emotions are information? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is every time someone gets, or one of my clients gets triggered in dating, I ask them, what is this meant to teach you? Right. This is meant to teach you something. So ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me right now? And so it's about identifying what that is. And I don't know is a very easy answer that we like to give. (laughs) So if you say, I don't know, that just means that you need to sometimes sit with it and allow that answer to come to you when it's the right time, but not to distract from it. Right. I also think it's really important. We don't use dating as a distraction. It can be another form of actually external validation, right? If we are getting a lot of validation, I call it shiny object syndrome. Uh And online dating makes it very easy to have shiny object syndrome because you meet someone, it seems great. You get all the validation and that great feeling. And then all of a sudden you start noticing to go back to, you know, a movie reference, like in shallow how Uh the big toe, right? Like, (laughs) but her toe is weird. 
(laughs) What about her toe? Maybe I should just go back out there and find someone with a better toe with the rest of her. And, you know, of course, that's a very superficial reason. But, you know, we do find interesting things that are, quote unquote, wrong with our partners in order to not reach a new level of intimacy with them and instead go back out into the dating world and get that same validation because what's familiar is what feels safe. And if we feel safer dating and not truly seeing ourselves or other people in relationship, then we can create a whole bunch of self-sabotage and havoc for us to be able to just go back out there and do it again. And especially if you are the type of person who has fun dating, who gets dates easily, it can be very tempting to do that as soon as you see any sign of adversity or discomfort in the relationship. But there's always going to be a level of that at some point in time. You're dealing with another human being. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you're either growing together or you're not. And you get to make that decision of what that looks like for you two to grow together. Yeah. But as you point out, it has to start with that conscious connection with self. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't do any of this without connecting to yourself. I think I posted on Instagram a few weeks ago to connect with a woman. You have to first connect with yourself because if you don't know how to connect with yourself, then you don't, it's going to be very confusing to try to connect with somebody else. So you're going to reject parts of them that remind you of parts of you or anybody else in your past who it reminds you of instead of receiving them in their truth and being in the present moment in that relationship. I love it. Mm-hmm. So for our Final question. We'd like to ask our heart leaders this. (laughs) When you hear us refer to you Mm -hmm. as a heart leader Mm -hmm. and you are out there like sparking the hearts (laughs) of these men who likely hadn't necessarily looked at dating in this Mm -hmm. way, Mm -hmm. hadn't come into that heart center to connect with dating in the way that you're guiding them to. So from our side, we're like, Go, heart leader. Thank you. Yes. But that's our view of you. When you look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and you're like, they see me as a heart leader. What does that invoke within you? What does that mean within Emily? To me, it's a sense of responsibility. To be a heart leader means that you have to lead through a lot of courage, right? Like I just talked about. It's not comfortable to step out and be in your true authenticity and to put yourself out there and to share a message that maybe isn't shared all the time. And to know that sometimes that that message is going to feel uncomfortable for some people, but to stay true in it, knowing that it is something that a lot of men, people need to hear. And being a heart leader to me is, is really about being in touch with, with my own heart and my own love and finding that love for myself every single day in order to inspire other people to do the same. And I think for all of us, it is a lifelong journey to find that. And just to, like I said, the sense of responsibility every day to wake up and go, mm, how am I not being nice to myself today? Or how am I not like, what am I not listening to today within myself? And so much of the time when we do that, we start to recognize where we're out of balance or where we're, you know, self-abandoning and being able to come back to that center. So, you know, heart leader to me is really, it's not just about being there. It's actually about being it, right? Living what it is that you are preaching ultimately. And, you know, I, I, 
think some of the best leaders in the world do that, right? They they really, they walk the talk, right? And so for me, it really is stepping into that every single day. And that is where a lot of my messages come from or from the things that I've learned throughout my journey and what I've learned about men and what I also have learned within about women as well too and sharing that with men so they can better understand each other. You know, I think it's really important to recognize we're all on the same team. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we're all on the same team. And, you know, that's part of being a heart leader is this isn't about men versus women and who's right and who's wrong. It's about how do we understand each other better so we can all be in love because you have to be on the same team to be in love. You can't be at odds with each other. That's coming from a place of fear or distrust and you can't have love without trust. Agreed. So all of these people who have heard your incredible message, how do they get a hold of you? If they're listening and they haven't gone to our website yet, so they're listening on the radio or through one of the podcast mediums, how do they get a hold of you to join your programs? Absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram right now. So it's at Emily Freeman Coaching on Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok and Facebook as well, too. My website is emilyfreemancoaching.com. And any of those places you will find a link. So it'll be in the bio in my Instagram to be able to apply to a coaching program to learn more about me. And then, of course, on the website as well, too. So I always want to make sure that you know, we're in alignment and we both have the same vision and we feel good in the coaching process together. So I would love to connect with any of you. Like I said, you can find me on Instagram. You can go to emilyfreemancoaching.com and I can't wait to connect. And it is just like it sounds spelled just like it sounds. Yes. E-M-I-L-Y-F-R-E-E-M-A-N. Coaching. Yes. Yes. It's so funny because people go, that's your real last name. That is my real last name. It's so perfect. You were born to do this. Yes, it is my real last name. And I think that's so funny. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes. And thank all of you for being here on another episode of the Heart Leader Podcast, where our heart and our mind align. This entire month is dedicated to gratitude And as always, we still have tools available for you. So check it out on the Suivera website. Until next time, we look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community. You've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at suivera.org.